Early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. Peter and the other disciple left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and was first to arrive at the tomb. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he didn't go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloths that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other clothes, but was folded up in its own place. Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place where they were staying. Mary stood outside near the tomb crying, and she cried. As she cried, she bent down to look into the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white, seated where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and one at the foot. The angels asked her, woman, why are you crying? She replied, they, they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have put him. As soon as she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she replied, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, don't hold on to me, for I haven't yet gone up to my father. Go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I am going up to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene left and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Then she told him what he had said to her. The word of God. Please be seated. Early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb, says John. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. And here we are, early in the morning of the first day of the week, while it is still dark. If you were like me this morning, you woke up tired, exhausted, not wanting to get up, mustering every ounce of energy to get out of bed while it was still dark. Anyone? Here are the alarms that I set for myself. He is risen, wake up, get out of bed, 5.10, go time, 5.15. Jesus needs you to get up. The reality of the dark is that sometimes we wake up before our alarms because we are stressed. And so I was up at four. 
the gospel. Oh, and then look at this text thread from the pastors this morning. At 5.39, Bev's like, I'm up, LOL, and uh, frazzled cat. And the next slide was uh, Steve, who's the master of gifts, and he sent that one, and Ben, I'm always like, uh, me right now, but i just go back one more, Otis. I responded to Bev, she's risen, she's risen in need. <laughs> and then the next one is Pastor uh, Ben, and then, of course, the last one, we had Pastor Raywin with no picture, just 5.07 a.m. Mama, where are you? My ever-present alarm. <laughs> it is not easy getting up in the dark. But the Gospel of John says that Mary came to the tomb while it was still dark. And now we know for John, light and darkness is not simply something physical, it is symbolic and metaphorical, it is theological. In fact, John starts his gospel record with these words, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not extinguish the light. The theme of light and darkness carries throughout the gospel of John. So when John mentions that Mary came to the tomb while it was still dark, it is more than simply telling us the time of the day. John wants us to know that Mary came to the tomb while it was still dark. Dark with the death of Jesus. Dark with hopes shattered. Dark with grief unbearable. Dark with excruciating heartache. Dark with tears of despair. Dark with depression. Dark with anxiety, dark with fear, dark with questions, dark with doubts, dark with the paralysis of the unknown future, dark with the darkness that comes with the darkest of nights. Mary came to the tomb while it was still dark. Like Mary, all of us have places in our lives where it is still dark. Things in our life that, where it seems, all hope is gone. We all have endured various sorts of deaths. The death of loved ones. The death of dreams. The death of relationships. The death of hopes and anticipation. The death of desires. The death of securities. Perhaps the most challenging death of all, the death of self. Mary came to the tomb while it was still dark. Where is it still dark for you this Easter morning? While it was still dark, Mary came to the tomb. Now, unlike the other Gospels, on resurrection morning, Mary does not come to care for Jesus' body with ointment and spices and myrrh. That was already done on Friday night, as Pastor Raywin shared with us yesterday. So I wonder, why does Mary come through the tomb while it is still dark then? Well, Mary was last at the cross and first at the tomb. I think that John has Mary come to the tomb while it is still dark to show us what faithfulness looks like in the dark. 
When we experience darkness in our lives, the temptation is to close our eyes, turn off the alarms, sleep on some more, close our eyes and hope when we awake that the sun will be shining. The other disciples are nowhere to be seen while it is still dark. They are probably still sleeping or wanting to stay in the safety of their home. And then after Peter and the other disciple sees the empty tomb, they simply return to the place where they were staying and leave Mary there in the dark. But Mary shows faithfulness in the dark. Mary, who is willing to stay, to persevere in her search in the dark. Mary goes to the source of her pain and suffering. She goes to the tomb to wrestle with the dark and to wrestle with what's next. Mary embraces the dark. It is Mary who stays. She does not walk away from her grief or sadness. She does not walk away from the mystery of missing Jesus. She is willing to stay in the darkness, to stay in her sadness, to stay in the mystery of it all. And it is her perseverance and faithfulness which opens for her the possibility of meeting Jesus. When we experience darkness, Mary is the model for faithfulness. She's the model for us for how to stay in the dark, our searching of the dark, not walking away from our troubles, but persevering with movement in the dark until we find our way to the risen Christ. While it is still dark, Mary came to the tomb. But there's a second part to this verse. Early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away. And here is the profound thought for this first day of the week, while it is still dark. Jesus is resurrected in the dark. Jesus is resurrected in the dark. Pastor Jason reminded us on Friday evening when we reflected on crucifixion that in the Gospel of John, Jesus is killed in broad daylight. The other Gospels have darkness during the crucifixion, but for John, when he thinks about light and darkness, he has Jesus killed during daylight. For John, the violence of the powers that be are brought to light in the open of day. But unlike the other Gospels, we have Jesus and John resurrecting in the dark. Jesus is killed in the light and resurrected in the dark. Death, darkness, and sadness are the context of Easter. Resurrection happens in the dark before we even know that it had occurred. The sun is shining before the dawn. We are simply waiting for our turn to see it. Resurrection comes to us when we least expect it. And when we come to recognize it, it is because resurrection had already happened. Resurrection, my friends, happens in the dark. Resurrection happens in the dark for Jesus. And resurrection happens in the dark for us. I hear you say, hmm, this may be unsettling to many of us because the dark has traditionally been seen as evil and bad and negative and dangerous and scary. We are taught to fear the dark, to fear the night. 
But the creation story does not view darkness as something to be feared. Genesis tells us that in the beginning, before God created light, there was darkness. We are afraid of the dark, but God is not. Darkness is the creative space for God. Out of darkness, God creates everything that is, including the light. While it was still dark, Mary came to the tomb. In John, the Gospel of John, nobody gets tipped off about the resurrection in any of these stories. It happened unnoticed, while it was dark, and nobody knew of the resurrection until Mary went in the dark and looked for it. Resurrection happens because resurrection happened. Resurrection happens because resurrection happened. So my friends, in the midst of our darkness, we look for resurrection because resurrection has already happened. We embrace the darkness and we keep moving in the dark with our doubts and fears and depression and anxieties and securities, pain and suffering, trusting that we will meet the risen Jesus. While it was dark, Mary came to the tomb, the empty tomb. Jesus is resurrected in the dark. But there's one more twist to John's version of the resurrection. And that is this. Resurrection does not happen with a burst of light. Resurrection happens with a dawning of light. Resurrection is not loud and overwhelming, but slow and unfolding. And John helps us to see that. The main feature of John chapter 20 is that it's non-dramatic, understated, matter of fact. If John, if John had the available to him the literally, literary equivalent of a trumpet, he did not trumpet it out loud. If John had the narrative equivalent of a pipe organ at his disposal, he did not pull out all the stops, but kept playing quietly in the background. Indeed, it is until the very end of these verses in chapter 20 that you find among the main characters, there's not even a jump up and down joy of Easter, but a head-scratching confusion and even a heart-wrenching sorrow. Most of John chapter 20 is subdued. Easter doesn't so much burst onto the scene as it creeps onto the scene, emerging from the darkness and the confusion, from the death and the sadness. That is this chapter's tone. God doesn't turn on the brightest heavenly lights in order to shock us awake like an alarm at four in the morning. We want the burst of sunlight and brightness, as is demonstrated yesterday when the pastor asks you not to clap hands when we listen to a beautiful song. We cannot help but want to lean into the big, loud, and beautiful because we're afraid of the dark. We want the burst of brightness. It's we who want that, not God. But a burst of bright light would disorient us and not honor the trauma we are experiencing. Wow. Resurrection is not bright and loud because God honors our trauma. And we know in any ways that this is not how life works for us. 
For most of us, we don't have miraculous, loud, and bright, and immediate answers to our problems. Resurrection dawns, not bursts. It is like the oceanographers who explore the very depths of the ocean, a thousand to two thousand feet under the water. I'm scared just in six feet of water of what's beneath me. They explore a thousand to two thousand feet under the water where it is pitch black dark. And Edith Witter is one of the marine biologists, and she is famous for having found a way to catch sight of some of the rarest, shyest, and most elusive life forms in the ocean depths, most notably the giant squid, which I guess is something of a holy grail for marine biologists. No one had ever seen one alive before until 2012. Prior to that, they died, they would float up to the surface, so plenty have been spotted and dissected and studied, but not in their habitat, not in the dark, not in the deep. And this marine biologist, Witter, realized that everything about her contemporaries' approach was wrong. They used hydraulic machines and they were too loud. Their lights were too bright and the marine life, including the giant squid, would sense the intruder, hear the loud noise, see the bright light and flee, retreating back into the dark. So instead of trying uh, to take an entire submarine down, Witter created a battery camera, which she named Medusa, then emitted a gentle blue light mimicking the bioluminescence of the other light-bearing creatures in the deep. Her chief concern was she did not want to scare away the squid with light and sound, but wanted to allure it. And so for the first time ever, a life giant squid was seen moving towards this light, exploring and seeing what it's like. And she did it by dropping a soft and gentle light into deep darkness. Resurrection happens not with a burst of light. Resurrection happens with the dawning of the light. And here in John, we see that The God of resurrection is the God of light, of gentle light. And it's this God who wants to draw out the darkest depths of God's creation. And the important things, my friends, to remember is that God does not extinguish the darkness. God heals the darkness and God draws the darkness to God's self. The good news of Easter is that Jesus is awake before us. Jesus is awake in the dark before you and I. And with his gentle, ever-burning flame, he is working new life in our midst. And through the quiet persuasion of his presence, drawing, attracting you and I into the light from our dark. And that gentle light chooses not to overcome the world, but to save it and to heal it. While it was still dark, while indeed it still is dark for us, there is one who is awake with us, working, helping, healing, shining in the light. And that light will burn until all our fears are burned away. It will shine and it will draw all that was hiding in darkness into warmth and love and fellowship of the eternal light. 
While it was still dark, Mary came to the tomb. Resurrection had already happened. And Mary went to look for it. In the dark, she found Jesus. In the dark, Jesus found Mary. And this is the simple yet profound reality of resurrection morning. God makes beautiful things out of and in the dark. Amen.